0: hi welcome to ono ross and carrie the show where we don't just report on fringe science spirituality and claims of the paranormal but we take part ourselves
1: yep when they make the claims we show up so you don't have to i'm ross blotcher
0: and i'm carrie poppy
1: Hello. And in this special end of the year episode, we'll remember all our great adventures of 2011 and give you updates on some of our favorite investigations, and we'll also answer some of your questions.
0: Oh, that sounds delightful. But first, we've got to thank you to one of our generous donors. So, our first is to Lord Nibbler Taku Esu, who is also our, our very first non human donor because he's a rabbit.
1: That would explain the Nibbler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we talked with Nibbler's guardian, Joy, since he was unable to answer our email due to his busy schedule.
0: And she actually told us that what he would like most is a prayer to the rabbit gods on his behalf.
1: I'm sorry. I'm overthinking this. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray to the, the okay, rabbit to gods the rabbit for Lord God. Nibbler.
0: Dear rabbit gods, thank you so much for watching over Lord Nibbler and providing him with hay and carrots and um allowing him to eat his fecal matter
1: thank you that you have watched over him and you know that he is such a special rabbit that he has an owner that listens to our show and (laughs) we just you know we pray that you would provide him with many carrots Mm -hmm. and celery and you know other foods that he would particularly like to nibble on in the name of the rabbit gods we pray amen Amen.
0: wonderful that was was beautiful
1: yeah i should pray to them more often
0: (laughs) you really should it was so. This is our first year of Fono Rossing. Yeah, we started
1: back in March, March of mm-hmm. two
0: thousand and eleven. And we've already done so much. So our first investigation was of Kabbalah.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got a bit of a follow-up on Kabbalah because right about the time that we had recorded our episode and we were ready to put it out, our investigations group was contacted by somebody who really wanted to take down Kabbalah. Like he was Mm. saying that they were, you know, guilty of human trafficking and all these horrible things. So we were interested, like, whoa, you've got some major claims here about Mm -hmm. all these horrible things they've been doing. I arranged like a, a meeting with him and I met with him at a diner. And this quickly devolved into, you know, him clearly just having these statements that were not backed up. And so, Mm. you know, we're asking him, oh, how do you know this? And he just had no evidence whatsoever. And then he started saying things like, I know how to make the evil eye. You know, I could I will challenge any of them to a stare down contest with the evil eye. And I was like, oh, so you're saying the evil eye is real. He'd been telling me these stories like, oh, yeah, I made this guy, like, wither on the spot. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, all right, well, can you do that to me? And he's like, oh, no, no, I wouldn't want to do that to you. No, no, do it. Like, seriously, (laughs) like, I'm not going to believe you until you actually, like, you know, make me cry or whatever it is you want to do with your evil eye. And like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Uh, But he'll, like, dress up as a clown and, like, stand in front of their meetings and, you know, like, carry signs uh, and yell things. Wonderful. uh, Yeah, I quickly realized, oh, this is going nowhere, so... And then we got in this big argument over, like, whether Wikipedia is reliable or not. And he felt it wasn't (laughs) because they didn't let him edit on the the site anymore. mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that might be a good... (laughs) (laughs) precaution <laughs> <a good laughs> so yeah um i kind of made some demands for evidence i, I can't help you out so unless you can give me some more proof oh yeah i'll get you that and, Um we've got stuff in the works he kept using this collective term and clearly he was the only one
0: too bad
1: so that <laughs> there was that and then i don't know have you heard anything from the Kabbalas?
0: i haven't been back to the center at all and i would probably like to except- that I get the feeling that all the free talks, although named different things, are Mm -hmm. actually the same talk. I think so. Because we went twice. We went once before we even started the show. And then we went back so that we could, you know, have it fresh in our minds for Mm -hmm. episode one. And those were called two different things, but were pretty much the same talk. Yeah, two different people,
1: but the same thing, yeah.
0: Right. Well, what about um, ear candling?
1: Oh, yeah. No follow-up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, whenever How my... are your ears feeling? Fine. Uh. You know, it's funny because my son the other day was saying how his ears were feeling funny. And I said, you know what I don't recommend is ear <laughs> candling. And that didn't help him. Your so...
0: 10-year-old son. <laughs> right. So I had
1: him take a hot shower instead. And then uh. we used some Q-tips. But yeah, my ears are fine.
0: All right. Well, moving on. The Sikhs. I think about going to the Sikh temple all the time. Oh,
1: you know, I've been trying recently to get back there because we are going to do this recap. Mm -hmm. And I really want to go back there. And my wife does, too. Like, we're going to go as a family uh, because great food sounds like a lot of fun. She bought this really nice headscarf,
2: like, for it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) so she went out and accessorized and got this, like, really beautiful red scarf that looks great. So we're definitely going back there. Yeah. Um, But I I just haven't since we did the episode. And it's not from not wanting to. Like, I keep putting it on my calendar and then... It's like a Friday night, so right. it's really hard to schedule.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And and um, I don't even remember the time. Like, it's so hard to find the information from that place. Yes. That uh, that makes it kind of hard to it's plan a online. visit to. But, yeah, of all the places, like, if I could go back and do something again, I would totally go hang out with the Sikhs again. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's, here's what everyone's asking about,
1: Ross. What's everybody asking about?
0: What, what? about the, the Mormons? Mormons.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we have some updates on that.
0: Yeah, so you've hung out with them a lot more than I have. Me in
1: particular, yeah. yeah. Well, there's another email that I get. I get the elders quorum emails. They'll tell me when somebody needs help moving or when they're doing some kind of like toy collection. And actually, I love helping people move. That's a big deal of mine. I own a truck. It's only because I've always had a schedule conflict. I haven't helped them with any of the moves yet, but I plan to.
0: Right, they're big on service in general. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Which I'm all for. That's great. But after the episode, I've, I've been back to church, maybe two or three times.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I've only been once.
1: Anderson had invited me to his house once for a movie night, so I did that with him and the guys. That was a lot of fun. We oh,
0: but you have a great story about 11. that movie night.
1: Oh, oh right, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, totally. In one part of the movie, there's like a scene, a very brief scene with like some strippers kind of bending over or whatever. So one of the guys sitting next to me, when he sees the stripper, says, "They really need the gospel." <laughs> It's just hilarious. (laughs) I didn't say anything to that. But yeah, Uh, our friend Anderson, oh my goodness, uh, he he has this immaculately designed place. It's just Which beautiful. one
0: might expect.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to
0: remind our listeners, or if anyone's joining us for the first time. He's a we, ballroom
1: instructor. He's
0: a, Yeah, he's a ballroom dance instructor, and we always had suspicions that he may, um, poor guy, be closeted gay.
1: Great, great guy. Um, Wonderful, his yeah. His apartment looked like something straight out of a catalog. I was <laughs> thinking like, if I was a woman, I'd be really <laughs> impressed by this guy. That same week, like, I went to a Bible study meeting where he was leading the Bible study, mm-hmm. but it was at another woman's house from the church, and she had invited me. And so I went there, and, and she just presented it as, oh, let's have a dinner. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's very nice of you to invite me. Okay, so I showed up, and there were a bunch of other people there. Uh, her daughter had uh, a calculus problem she was trying to do. My dad is a math teacher, so I actually connected the daughter with my dad, <laughs> and he helped her with her homework and everything, nice. and he said it was the highlight of his week. Oh, so that was kind of cool. We ended up having like an over two-hour study session after the dinner. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little intense there. <laughs> I go on regular hikes. I'm really big on hiking. You've been out hiking with me before. Mm-hmm. And I had invited some of the Mormons. So just uh, two of them ended up going with me and my son. But we had a really good time hiking up um, you know, the, the hills around here. Oh, there's so many good stories with the Mormons. Uh, I visited the Temple Visitor Center, uh, which involved a giant Jesus statue that talks to you and uh, some tour guides who couldn't stop proselytizing to me even though I told them I was already baptized. I took a bunch of pictures of that and wrote a blog post about it. I'll I'll have to post that on the site again. Uh, Also, my uh, Mormon family uh, members found out that I had become part of the Mormon church and started asking some questions about the whole situation, but apparently they were okay with it and they haven't reported me to the church or anything. But the biggest thing with the Mormons by far has been circle ball. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is amazing. It's the best thing ever <laughs> invented. It's every man for himself, dodgeball. Right. And they'd been telling me about it and they kept inviting me. And it was that same sort of thing. Like they would give me half an hour's notice or something like, hey, we're, we're uh, meeting at 730 at the church. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going somewhere. And I would love to. Please keep inviting me. And so this kind of kept happening. And then finally I was once able to go. And it is so fun. So it, it will end up being like, you know, me and 13 guys in the small gym um, inside the church. So you're standing in a big circle, hence the circle. In circle ball. And, you know, you can't travel. Like, the one limitation is that once you get the ball, you can't start running with it. You can only take a couple steps, and then you've got to, like, throw it against the wall or something. But you're just throwing it at people as hard as you can. And, like, the Mm -hmm. first time I played, I got hit full on in the face twice, got hit in the nuts once. And, so
0: maybe this is like how the Mormons take out their aggression. Right, right, right. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it you is so, know what
0: this kind of makes sense of? does. That, the, that um, chastity booklet that was like, if you, have, if you have these thoughts, just do something physical. Right. And then they have the picture of someone playing volleyball. Right. So maybe all, those are just a bunch of really horny guys with no way to take it
2: out. Oh,
1: boy. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, they're mostly high schoolers. Like, you know, I'm 29 and I'm one of the old guys uh-huh. in the room there's right. like only maybe two people my age who've oh. ever played it yeah and well,
0: no wonder yeah
1: and so yeah these guys have energy and like the first time i played it was for two and a half hours i didn't have water the whole time oh my and goodness. it is intense like i was sore for two and a half days afterwards wow. like I, I could like barely walk it was insane so i was like oh, i love this the elders showed up you know after you we'd been playing for a while and they've got their full you know what oh, you're right. used to, you know, the slacks. And did they play and the in that? They played in that. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> yeah,
1: with the name tags on and everything. Oh it's hilarious. Oh. It feels really weird to, like, throw yeah. at a at <laughs> him. Yeah, it must feel cruel. And an elder on his visit Right, yeah, right. like you're targeting him and throwing it at him as hard as you can. <laughs> but I, I must say, I've gotten pretty good at it. Like, oh, you know, good. I'll usually win four or five games uh, a time.
0: I think we've had, like, sort of different philosophies about, like, our continued contact with them. Because, right. yeah, i felt... Like I would be leading them on, like if I have too much contact with them, Mm -hmm. except with Elder Johnson, who people remember, he's the younger, the younger of the elders that, you know, went on most of our journey with us. Right. And the one who seemed to have the most doubts and who I think we kind of shook up the most. Yeah. um, So I've been trying to keep in contact with him and he did send me an email saying he did want to see us, but it had been weeks since I last contacted him and he finally reached out again. So we're trying to figure out a time that you and I can go up and see him.
1: Yeah, we'd really bit, like he's to. He's a bit away now. He's mm-hmm. like 40
0: minutes from us. But we'd really like to do that. We've been trying to. And then I've also been getting these these phone calls from this dear woman who I feel so bad for. She's the traveling teacher Oh right. Uh, for our area. And the traveling teachers um, are divided into men and women. The men visit men and the women visit women. And they come to your house with a special message. So sort of like a, a traveling pastor or something. Mm-hmm. So she keeps calling. And I, I, I mentioned this in one of the episodes that at one point she called and I accidentally said, oh, shit. Right. Because <laughs> I thought I had hung up on her. And she's like, oh, no, I'm still here. She had, a while ago, acknowledged the fact that I didn't seem interested anymore Mm -hmm. and said, like, okay, that's no problem. Just give me a call if you ever change your mind. And, you know, I'm a normal person. I've got tattoos. I've been around the block. You know, (laughs) I'm a convert myself. So just call me anytime anything crops up. And I said, okay, thank you. And thought that that was over. And just a couple weeks ago, she called again.
1: Oh, she probably gets a lot of pressure from her well, superiors.
0: Yeah, she called again and said, it was so uncomfortable. She's like, Hi, Carrie, um, I'm so sorry about this. You came up on my list again as someone to call and to go give a message to. And I told them, Well, no, I don't think she wants a message. Oh. And they said, No, no, she's on your list. And I told them I didn't think you were supposed to be on my list, but that I'd I'd yeah. call and make make sure that you didn't want a message. Aww. And of course, so then I have to <laughs> drive it home, and I'm like, "Yo, thank you so much for calling. No, I don't want a
1: message. I yeah. was
0: so awful, but I just felt like, you know, those two minutes of awkward were better than her wasting her two hours of time, right? Giving me her message. You know, on the investigative end of things, I have to say, I don't feel that the Holy Spirit has called me back to the church or anything like that, right. which is kind of what was the hope that was given to us. was right. like, And know, we've
1: we've it, given him, I think, fair chance.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. And I have picked up the Book of Mormon here and there and read it, and I always pray before because yeah. that's the rule. Good. Um,
1: I started doing that after we talked about it. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, right. you're right. I really need to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to say, I, I know they want you to kind of keep pushing for the rest of your life, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, You know, I guess at some point you have to make your own rule on that. And for me, you know, I feel like I've reached the maximum time allotted of trying.
1: Okay. Uh, They've always been really warm toward me when they see me like, oh, we're so glad to see you. Mm -hmm. But not once since we had that discussion with them, has anyone asked me something theological? Right. How do you feel about this? Have you been studying? Nothing. Uh Uh, You know, I've gone to a couple church services and a Bible study and even contributed and thrown things in as I ever, you know, as I did before. Uh, but yeah really no pointed questions or anything Mm -hmm. and we've still never gotten a clear indication of whether anybody's actually listened to the podcast
0: right which I uh, my bet is that they haven't me
1: too because I think someone would have said something but right yeah it's really
0: interesting Um, before we move on from the Mormons I want to mention that one of our listeners his name's Dan Harrington he's a writer and he wrote a book called Who's at the Door a memoir of me and the missionaries and sent it to us which was really nice and I just finished it I'll give it to you Ross so you can read it too okay um but it's uh, it's the true story of two missionaries showing up at his door, and he does what we did—he becomes an investigator, which again, listeners might remember, is what they call people who are considering the church, right? Um, but I haven't yet converted. He goes to church. He goes through all the teachings just like we did. I'll give away that he doesn't uh, decide to get baptized. But it's a a sweet story. He's a small-town journalist. And so he starts out by just kind of thinking like, oh, this will be a good story. And then Mm -hmm. ends up really connecting to these kids. If anyone wants to check it out, it's called Who's at the Door? A Memoir of Me and the Missionaries by Dan Harrington. And I'm going to hand it to you right now, Ross.
1: Thank you. And thank you, Dan.
0: Yeah. We wanted to answer some questions from our listeners before we go on to the next investigation. And our first question is actually from someone that we interviewed, Roger Nygaard, the director of The Nature of Existence. So I'm going to call Roger and he can ask his question on the air.
1: That's right. Hello. Hey, Roger.
0: How have you been?
2: I'm excellent. It could not be better.
0: Good. How's the film going? It's,
2: it's good. It's all over Netflix. It's uh, it's for sale, half price, actually, on the website right now. Uh, Ooh. What, I'll, I'll drop that plug in at the If You put in the uh, this code. Get your pencil down. EXIST42. You'll get half off.
0: Wait uh-huh. a minute. 42? Where'd you get that number? <laughs> all right. So, Roger, you had a question for us.
2: Yes. Here's your question of the day, all right? What you guys do, and I kind of get an idea because, you know, I'm, I do... Stuff too, right? I make documentaries, and so I have an idea of how much work you put into what you're doing. Although I've never gone all the way through something like all these ordeals that you guys do, Uh and so I I know that's a lot of work and energy. So, my question is, why are you driven to do this? And and not the bullshit Miss America answer to make the world a better place for orphans or something. (laughs) I know there's, there must be something in your psyche, in your psyche's cl- uh, closet, some
0: skeleton or something, that is what's driving you. All right. Thanks, Thanks Roger. Thanks, Roger. All right. That's Ross. a good one.
1: This is the first I've heard of this question. So,
0: What drives to you to do this, Ross?
1: You know, we've talked a bit about this before, maybe in other venues. Above all, I'd have to say this is highly entertaining for me. The kind of stuff that we do, getting in these situations, you know, I, there was this one I was doing the other day. I've told you about it, but I can't tell our audience yet. It's an upcoming investigation. But I found myself in the most awkward position imaginable, <laughs> and it's just so—I don't know. There's something funny about it, right? And it's like you know, and I can keep that kind of internal humor and dialogue going while I'm interacting with people, right? And and I'm so interested in why people believe what they believe. So it, it's fascinating. Uh, Just to hear how they defend these things, how they say these things, how they present them, to consider it, and and just to be in that situation. I don't know. I find it very entertaining.
0: Yeah, me too. I I mean, maybe this is why we're friends or why we're doing the show and other people aren't, but I think it's really fun to sort of be in that position where you're both horrified and elated right. and <laughs> confused and just sort of that that absurdity of the human condition is one of like my favorite moments in life right
1: and not knowing what's gonna come at you right like, and yeah. how you're gonna have to deal with it
0: and i think also we both come from backgrounds where we believed things that we don't believe anymore Yeah. so for us we can kind of connect on this this level where when I'm talking to someone, it's almost like I'm talking to myself at a different point in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking to a Mormon. You know, it's kind of like talking to me when I was a when I was an evangelical. True. Um, so there's kind of a connection on that level. And you
1: find certain individuals that you can you can tell you know that their mind is really crunching on this, mm-hmm. and that's encouraging too. Mm-hmm. Another aspect is having stories to tell. I enjoy like you know when I'm talking with people, talking about stuff I've been up to. And having something fun and crazy to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, and totally, this provides it in spades. You know, if I can tell people, you know, oh, yeah, I was just hanging out with the Mormons and they know me. They go, what? What's that yeah. all about? <laughs> right. You know, and it makes for a really good conversation.
0: Definitely. And our next question is from listener Claire from La Crescenta, California. Oh she she's sounds also, like a very nice person. <laughs> she's also a good friend of the show. Um she actually we recorded part of episode 1 at her house coincidentally. Claire asked what kind of critical responses we've gotten,
1: mm. who they're
0: from and kind of what's the what's the nature of their criticism, is there any consistency between them.
1: Well, I think really, again, the Mormon episode really stands out in that respect, Mm -hmm. where it was picked up on a number of ex-Mormon threads, Mm -hmm. and people really you know, had strong reactions to our approach. Some
0: of which were very positive. Yeah,
1: I I would say most of which were Mm -hmm. very positive. And we didn't really even have to respond that much because the people who would say negative things usually hadn't listened to the episode. It was very readily apparent. Uh, The concerns that they were espousing were ones that we really talked about and addressed Mm -hmm. and uh, so other people would join and say no you haven't even listened to this but it really did I think give us some soul searching some of the negative feedback was warranted for sure
0: yeah I think the nature of that criticism tended to be especially from former missionaries saying I know now that this is all not true the things that I was teaching people but you get so attached to your investigators and I really feel for these guys that you were um, not being totally honest with them and we felt for them too but Mm -hmm. on the other hand i think that we were we were being honest quite quite a lot like we told them all about our doubts every single time we met with them. right so the only thing we didn't say is we're doing this show and to remind everybody when we told them we're doing this show they didn't really care so yeah what are you gonna do
1: but really that's the only thing that i would categorize even in critical feedback
0: well, I mean, we definitely get feedback. Like, we'll probably get one email every episode that's just sort of, like, noticing a particular point that we could have driven home more mm. or that they disagree with. But, but oh. yeah, I think that's the most—that's the one we got the most critical feedback
1: on. On the acupuncture episode, we mm-hmm. did get one gentleman who wrote us on our Facebook page, uh, a practitioner of acupuncture. And so he gave us some additional information about the practice, which was great, but I think he— was having a hard time being very objective about it because it's Mm -hmm. something he'd been involved with for many years. And it said, oh, well, they're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. And our response to that was, well, you know, this is what people coming off the street will get if they Uh search for acupuncture. Mm So we're Mm -hmm. representing that perspective.
0: Right, right. And then Claire's other question was that Although we don't record all our episodes At the Center for Inquiry, we record many of them there mm-hmm. And Claire's been there And she was asking if um, we ever have an audience we ever have anyone step in and join us For our recordings mm-hmm. um, Or just walk into the room <laughs> <laughs> um, And I, we've had that second thing happen once or twice right. Shout out to Bob Ladendore Hey
1: Bob Hi. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, for the most part, we get you know space to ourselves To do right. the recording Yep. Unless we're invading somebody's house To interview them
0: Right, right. Which we also do. Which we do, yeah. But But the people we've done that with have been exceptionally nice sometimes giving us food.
1: I know. I know. Amazing. I know. Okay, so we got some questions from our Facebook fans. Uh, One is from Jason A. Emerson. He asked, "Have you guys trademarked the goat sperm scale yet?"
0: (laughs) We haven't. You know
1: what? A great precaution. You know that that's (laughs) that's a very good point you make, Jason. Can we just like proclaim it? You know, copyrighted. No. No, isn't it like a trademark that you actually need to apply for, but a copyright you can just state?
0: If I understand correctly, and this will definitely make good podcasting because it's so interesting, I think that (laughs) you technically have the copyright if you made the first physical copy. Right? That's what I'm thinking too. Right. Okay. If you made the first physical copy of that of that oh, piece yeah. of intellectual oh, yeah. property. Uh-huh. So if we can prove that we to a court that we were the first people to make it, we technically have the copyright, but you're still supposed to go and legally register it. Yeah, and so- with trademark, it only counts if you legally registered it. Right. Anyway, the point is... We haven't, and I'm not too worried about anyone
1: <laughs> stealing it. Well, patent pending, but if you try to use the goat sperm scale, we're coming after we you. <laughs>
0: Unless you're Captain Dissolution, Because oh, yeah. that guy's awesome oh, and made genius. us the best sticker ever that we're going to try to get produced.
1: Yeah, yeah. Produced. He gave us a great idea.
0: Um, second one. I know it's cost prohibitive, but have you ever considered an investigation down under? So, in Australia. So, Ross. Um, that was we've... Kevin
1: Elkins, by the way. Oh,
0: yes. Pardon me. Hello, Kevin. So, Ross, we've talked a little bit about our future plans of doing investigations outside of our local area.
1: Yeah. Well, Um, if I happen to be traveling somewhere, by all means, I would love to, you know, investigate stuff while I'm there. And if we had the funds, we'd travel anywhere right. in the world. That'd be great.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the, I think the take-home message for, <clears throat> for our listeners is <laughs> we'll go wherever you want us to go. But right. the thing is, we got to have cash to do it. So, um, if you ever have a suggestion to send along with your donation, please do. Not that you can't send suggestions without donations. Of course you can. But until those funds come in, we can't do it. So, I always suggest... If you're like, it would be really cool (laughs) if they investigated such and such. If you want to send a little gift our way, that'll help us get part of the way there.
1: Yeah, we've had people do that, and we're we're definitely going to follow up on those. Certainly, there's no... Shortage of stuff to investigate in Los Angeles. So we'll, mm-hmm. we're not going to run out anytime soon. But yeah, we're, we're interested in everything. Absolutely.
2: Guys.
1: So our next question is from a good friend of ours in the show, Jarrett Kaufman, also a Mr. Deity regular. He plays Timmy.
0: All right, we've got Jarrett here. How's it going, Jarrett?
1: Hey, Jarrett. I am great. Coming off of a good weekend.
0: Good. And so the, the season finale of Mr. Deity just went up. How was the recording of that one?
2: The recording was pretty we had a couple errors during our recording process. We ended up having you do two different sets of reshoots. Hmm. It was worth it because it was one heck of an episode. Great season finale. And uh, we'll start on season five soon, which should, uh, should hit in January. Awesome. awesome.
1: See if it starts with a bang.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. So you, <laughs> you had two questions for us, right? I did. I'm an
2: avid listener, so I'm always Woo-hoo. curious about various goings on. My questions, uh, first off, I was curious if you guys have settled on some sort of uh, clear code of honesty for the investigations. I mean, I know you you had some, uh, some little internal issues, um, and, you know, your own emotional issues with dealing with the Mormon investigation and realizing you had to step across a little bit of a line with them to, to get through the entire thing. And I know that was trying on you, so I'm curious if you've worked out anything for the future, because I can't imagine that'll be the only time you guys go through something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was question one. And then the other one uh, simply was, has anyone you've dealt with in your investigations found out about the podcast? You know, listen to your, your thoughts on your experience with them and, and what did they think, what did they say, what was their feedback?
0: Okay, good questions. All right, thanks, Jen. Thanks, Jared. All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Code one. of Ethics. Yeah
0: That's a hard one I mean I feel like it's always Evolving a bit
1: Right We kind of started out With the forethought That if someone asked us A direct question Why are you here What's this all about You know That we would answer them Directly
0: Right Yeah and, and I think that has Remained consistent Yeah. Although it gets it gets a little blurry with like Stuff like why are you here Sometimes that can depend on the tone Because yeah. we've certainly been asked that And they just mean like what brought you to
1: Right there <laughs> right. are approximate reasons I mean because this is the kind of thing That we do regardless right. That we're interested in you know it's not just for the podcast right. That we're here or there <laughs> That really has to be A case by case basis but with The understanding that we want to be as honest as possible, and if we ever do just go along with the process to make it happen, mm-hmm. that we will be honest at some point, that we'll, you know, come clean.
0: Right we did start asking ourselves if we had done the right thing in the Mormon investigation I think the questions started happening during the pre-baptismal interview because yes. we those were the first times that we, we just lied, we did.
1: That's the only and, time it's really been put to the test.
0: Right. I feel comfortable about the degree to which I lied during the pre-baptismal interview because mm-hmm. it didn't really have any direct effects on people in the room or anything. And as we our, discussed,
1: they had kind of coached us to make those answers knowing our misgivings.
0: Right. And, and it was just sort of like, make these bluffs or stop and we were we were willing to go along with it to keep going. But how do you feel, Ross, about our talks that we gave at our baptism? How do you feel about that, looking back on it?
1: Mm, a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. That was not my favorite part mm-hmm. of the investigation. It wasn't a comfortable thing for me.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. But like we also, we've talked about joining other groups. And I think we've shifted how we're going to approach other groups that I'll probably join them completely and you won't.
1: Yeah. Well, this is largely from talking to my wife, who was very uncomfortable with my uh, baptism into the Mormons. So yeah, I made a promise to her that I wouldn't be joining any new religions without talking to her about (laughs) it first, you know, or or groups. You know, I would go to meetings but not go all the way to become a member or become Mm -hmm. really involved, you know, without talking that over with her more. And, you know, that's just part of being married.
0: Right. I mean, that's another sort of ethical concern, I think, because I don't have a family the way you do. I'm not married and I don't have a kid. Mm -hmm. And when you join, as much as we try not to involve your family, you are involving them you know yeah. because these groups are then like who are you married to we want to meet her right. legitimately you know yeah so that's uh a concern that you had to <laughs> grapple with and i think came to a new conclusion about after that investigation
1: yeah generally uh you know my family's pretty easygoing and supportive of yeah, the things of course, i do yeah. but yeah i i have to involve them in the decision making
0: yeah of course uh has
1: anybody found out about our podcast
0: who had who we had inv- who was involved in the investigation right. and didn't know that we were investigating? Not that I know of.
1: Yeah, if you want us to enjoy that kind of awkwardness, you just need to spread the word about this podcast so everybody knows (laughs) about it, and we can go anywhere without people being like, oh, I know why you're here. Right. I'm on a hidden camera show. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: At the risk of of being too daring, you know, we have some, like, Mormon listeners who will occasionally write to us who—and some of them really liked the show, and some of them, you know, didn't as much. Mm -hmm. And none of them are contacting anybody and telling them. Right. So that that really interests me that no one has outed us, or uh-huh. someone's outed us, and nobody said anything and no about said it. Anything. There
1: haven't been repercussions. So, that's something we've always got in the back of our minds, and I think we're a little more paranoid about it than we really need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at
0: the same time, we know that if they do, we've been as honest as you yeah, can be, so absolutely. it would be fine if they knew. Yeah, we'd be
1: ready to talk to them about yeah. it, for sure. I think the closest situation that we've had is that you had left the negative Yelp review.
0: Yes, I was just going to say that for yeah. the acupuncturist, mm-hmm. and he did write to me and say, you know, I'm sorry you had such a bad experience and offered me another session for free. And in my original review, I had attached a link to the podcast and said, if you want to know more about this, here it is.
1: So he's probably listened to it.
0: I don't think he did. I I mean, I got from his email that he hadn't. And actually, after he sent the email, I don't know why I did this, but I went back and deleted the link. I I guess I felt like he did this nice thing. He Mm -hmm. wrote me an email and he said this, and it's entirely possible I saw him on a bad day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I guess I felt like then adding an hour long, (laughs) you know, detailed yeah, description yeah. of how bad it was was maybe a little overkill. Raking so. him
1: over the coals too much. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, it's funny because we'll, we'll use our real name. Well, I use my real name all the time signing up for these things, and a quick Google search would tell people kind of what I do <laughs> right. for fun.
0: So our next question is from listener Brian in Monroe, Louisiana. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. And he says... <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller, although he wrote this. I was wondering if you could bring in one of your new Mormon friends for an in-studio interview or possibly a make-out session. I'll take my answer off the air.
1: <laughs> well, look, as we just discussed, I'm a married man. <laughs> I can't be making out with Mormons Touché. on air. Yeah,
0: yeah. you know, I think we have been asked this once or twice. Would we consider bringing one of the Mormons or someone else that was involved in our investigations? On the show. Yeah. Since this question is usually put in terms of the Mormons, I will put it in those terms, too. I, I think that for them, I wouldn't want to because we've said very personal details about them and intentionally guarded their identities.
1: That's true. And um,
0: I wouldn't want to blow Their cover or put them in the position where We say like well do you want your cover blown Here's everything mm-hmm. we've said about you and mm-hmm. I wouldn't Want to do that to them so
1: just by the nature Of the show how we organize it it's really about Our experiences walking into A situation and kind of what happens If you're in that situation I mean We've also had interviews mm-hmm. with Other people mm-hmm. so uh, I, I Won't say it's out of the question but yeah. right Now I don't think it really falls within Kind of the flavor of what we're doing
0: Right certainly if you know if like someone from the Kabbalah Center or something was like interested in being on the show, I think mm-hmm. I'd consider that. Um, sure. I think it just it kind of depends on how personal the investigation has gotten. I think,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, boy, if we had like a combination of these things where someone found out about the podcast and then mm-hmm. said, hey, I'd love to be on it,
0: right? I think we would definitely cool. consider that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. So it's kind of a case by case thing again, yeah. But, but <laughs> sorry, we've deviated from the most important part of oh, yeah, the makeout session. I think that was aimed at you. I I hope so. I think Brian may be um, a bit of a character. Uh, No. If you make out
1: with an elder, I can sit there with a recording device Uh for the podcast. Thank
0: thank you, Ross. All the slurping
1: sounds. Um, You're welcome.
0: (laughs) I think I wouldn't do that for one, because I think the elder that we're thinking of here is 20. And I would feel a little bit like. um, (laughs) It's legal. It's legal, yeah. But um, I would feel that I was stealing his innocence. And second, if he's read his booklets like a good Mormon boy, he Uh, won't allow it anyway.
1: Right. All right, so our next question is from Joy from Honolulu. Ooh. Her first question was, if you guys are one day cured of your neck pain, ankle pain, fatigue, and headaches... How will you know which of the many treatments you've tried did the trick? Uh, clever. That, no, that's a very good question. Yeah. Actually, I was going to kind of cover this when we talk about some of our later investigations because, you know, I've had like overlapping dietary instructions from like two different people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if like things clear up and are great all of a sudden, who do you uh, attribute that to? Or is it just chance? Uh,
0: what do you mean overlapping dietary instructions?
1: Uh, from my two... hypnotherapist. And from my Ayurvedic practitioner, and
0: they are they in disagreement?
1: They are partially in agreement and partially unrelated. Not in disagreement. Oh, okay. That would be a strange case. Okay, but this is a great question. You know, if all of a sudden you know these things actually work, Mm -hmm. do we give them credit for it? I think what we would do is we would tell you what happened Mm -hmm. and uh, let you decide. You know, like Fox News. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think it's it's rare that, that the investigations overlap mm-hmm. to a degree that they interfere with one another like that. It hasn't happened to me yet at all so okay. now granted we usually only give these things about a month. We give them a month to see if they work and then we're kind of Yeah. done and we're on to a new investigation
1: which is difficult if you know it's supposed to be something that requires kind of a change in life really moving yourself over to this new paradigm of dietary instructions or whatever it may be
0: but we do take that into account when they tell us so if they tell us you know you're supposed to see results in a few days then we look to see if if they did and if someone told us it'll take you six months to see results we would either not take that investigation or we'd take that into account and try to make sure nothing else overlapped with it
1: yeah so essentially we'll always do our best just to tell you how we're feeling and You know, whether we felt it was effective or not and how well we followed the instructions or not.
0: Right. Any confounding variables. Yeah. Yeah. And her next question was, how do you guys stay so funny, smart, and attractive?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) shucks, Joy. Um, How do we do it?
0: I, I don't even know. I mean, and I love that it's not why are you guys, but how do you stay? So funny, smart, and right? right. It takes like so much work.
1: I love that question. Yeah. I think it stands by itself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do we have? Do we have a real answer for that?
0: It's probably because well, you have the red string. You've had that since episode one.
1: It sits near me. Yes, and I, I don't think, wear it.
0: Oh well, I think even it being near you mm-hmm. diffuses all the negative forces that would make you boring, stupid, and ugly. Okay, <laughs> um, but oh. for me, I don't need that
1: you're right that's related to our first question we could we could blame it on all these things well you do have a power balance bracelet over here i can see it
0: oh that's true but maybe it,
1: that's balancing but it's your one... funniness smartness and attractiveness it, it
0: doesn't have a hologram though it was a test bracelet but
1: no maybe the energy stayed with it so it could be homeopathic
0: you're so right um, so,
1: <laughs> I, I think the real answer to that is, oh, thank you. Oh,
0: joy. <laughs> oh, That's shucks. what the answer is. All right. And our next question is from one Mr. Brian Keith Dalton, also known as Mr. Deity.
1: We totally know him.
0: He said, Are you guys still Mormon?
1: Yes, technically. Mm-hmm. And that comes up in conversation more than you would imagine. You know, like I'll be talking to people, and like Mormonism will come up. And I'll be like, Well, actually, I'm technically a Mormon right now. And then I can speak with a little bit of authority right. about Mormonism. And it's led to some great conversations.
0: This actually runs into the ethics question again. But the other day I was signing a petition. I was talking about Prop 8's <laughs> negative effect on gay and lesbian couples in, in California mm-hmm. and how this particular business that was Mormon owned had given all this money to Prop 8 and it was it's here in town and it was a petition asking people not to shop there. Right. They said, as a member of <laughs> the Latter-day Saints Church, <laughs> worded that way intentionally as yeah. a member of that church, which I am. Yes. You know, I really disagree with the way that, that this oh, prejudice no. is being used. <laughs> yeah.
2: But and then, There uh, are
1: many Mormons who would say that.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um. Like us. Yeah. uh (laughs) So I I maybe wield that title a little more than I should.
1: That's funny. You can tell how I feel about that. I'm wearing a shirt that Carrie gave me that says Legalize Gay, Repeal Prop 8 Now.
0: You are. I'll (laughs) take a picture of it for our. All right.
1: right, Let me wear it loud and proud. Um, so, oh, so yeah,
0: we're still Mormon. Short answer, yes.
1: Yeah, you were gonna send in a resignation letter, right? Yeah, I will
0: eventually. Okay, but I, nothing's really happening that like makes me need to do it right yeah, away.
1: I have no plans, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hanging out with them.
0: <laughs> so now we have another donor who gave us a generous gift of fifty dollars or more, and he asked specifically for an epigram.
1: Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, and we had to look this up, an epigram is a pithy saying, usually in verse, and often surprising. Or insightful.
0: We'll give it our best effort to listener and donor Gary Alexander from Sacramento, California.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Gary, you've got to have somebody, because if you've got nobody, you're an immaterial being and you don't exist.
0: It's deep. <laughs> That's what she said.
1: (laughs) You thought I was going to talk about a relationship or something.
0: But then instead it was a literal corporeal body.
1: Some body. Right, like everyone
0: needs to have a body. So, back to our investigations. Yes. Um, Acupuncture. Well, I'm never doing that again, so there are no updates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like ear-candling. We came to the conclusion that it's just not something that would be helpful or necessary. Right. So there's... And, it,
0: and it hurt? It fucking hurt?
1: Well, for you, yeah. Uh-huh. So th- there's nothing that would come up in my life where I would think, oh, how am I going to treat this? I better go to an acupuncturist. Right. Yep. Me neither. Even with that uh, theoretical unlimited money.
0: Then hypnotherapy. I've been going yes. to hypnotherapy consistently to okay. a, a therapist um, who's really nice. He's so sweet. Of all the uh, alternative medicine practices that we've tried, yeah. um, this was definitely the most effective for me or see to be okay Um, because it's i mean at least i'm sitting with someone and you kind of talk through an issue and then you you lay in this nice chair and kind of semi go to sleep and they tell Mm -hmm. you nice things about yourself and you leave feeling pretty good there you go so whatever the mechanism is which i'm not totally sure about it's fun and my current therapy is free through um, a clinic nearby so
1: i signed up for the same free therapy sessions because As we said before, they can be very expensive. And so I started with the one class session. Did they start you out with kind of like an older gentleman or, you know, like a teacher of the class? Or did you start out with a student?
0: Oh, a teacher, but it was a okay. woman.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I started out with this elderly gentleman, and, and he had this very kind of stern look to begin with, and so I was a little mm-hmm. intimidated by him. But, like, when he would smile, his face would light up, and he looked like Ian McKellen. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh you're so appealing. And, you know, I like you. You know, <laughs> And then he'd kind of go back to the serious face, but I knew there was that lurking smiling guy underneath uh-huh. now, so I was like, oh, I like you. And so he was really cool. i. Uh, he did his test to see my suggestibility. I'd never done any of this before. And so he had me do the thing where, like, you close your eye, and he tells you that your arm is slowly rising, moving towards mm-hmm. your face. And my arm started doing what he was saying. Right. It was crazy. I'm like, yeah. this is so weird. I know. You it's know? weird. And it, like, and it moves in these, like, kind of like the eye makes secades, like these little, like, uh-huh. jumping movements. And he even described that, and, like, yeah, I totally feel yeah. it. And then he said, and now the handle kind of turned towards your face. And that's where I felt like, it wasn't quite doing it on its own, and so I'd uh-huh. kind of help it a little bit you uh-huh. know at that point, I was you know aiding the process just like. For expediency, right. but uh, yeah, I was in front of this large class. I counted, like, 80 people in there. It was a good-sized uh-huh. class. Yeah, it's huge. Very well attended. Like, all those seats were taken up, and they were all, like, you know, very attentive and smiling, and, mm-hmm. like, I'd make eye contact with one of them, and they were laughing at all my jokes, so I was, like, kind of getting into yeah. it, you know, like, answering, you know, with kind of humor. Uh, yeah, humorous... me
0: too. When I did it in front of the class, <laughs> it was very popular. Right, like, yeah, I it, felt like... And they like... kept saying how funny I was. Uh, right. And they said, how do you stay so,
1: so funny, funny and attract?" and attractive. (laughs) Yeah, so he did that suggestibility test and we talked about I was trying to have more energy and I mentioned punctuality as something, you know, Mm -hmm. that I wanted to work on. So he gave me very good practical advice, you know, told me to definitely be eating breakfast. That's something that I usually skip Mm -hmm. and um, to be eating like a protein snack. So I bought a big jar of cashews that night Mm -hmm. and I've been munching on those at work. And you know what? I'd say it's been helpful. Oh, and Carrie.
0: Ross. Oh, What? The emails.
1: These are the worst oh. offenders. Uh, you know, I signed up with this particular oh. group, and they send me at least... Two emails a day.
2: Oh, no. I kid no, you not. A that's day. That's awful. Yeah,
1: so when I was talking about Kabbalah, you know, one or two a week, I was oh, like, "Yeah, right. it's no big deal. You're like, that's a lot. No, hypnosis. <laughs> five oh, times as
0: much. My goodness. goodness.
1: They're constantly promoting their upcoming events, free classes, paid classes, the certification that you could get in, you know, this or the other thing. And it's just constant. And so um, I just keep filing them away in the Ono, Ross and Carry folder.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to Ayurveda and homeopathy.
1: Oh, yeah. That was our most recent one.
0: Right. And, uh, we, we told you that we give you an update cause we didn't get that far last time. Mm-hmm. So I've been eating the diet that he suggested. I've been cutting down on my nightshades. I've been eating more squash, which I don't enjoy. Uh-huh. Um, except for cucumber, I like cucumber mm-hmm. and zucchini, but I've been eating more of those things and eating less of the other stuff. Have you been keeping up with the diet?
1: I've been doing a pretty good job there. There's like one particular thing he told me to get, which I haven't coriander to make like coriander water. I uh, haven't right. done that, but I've been avoiding the nightshades, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, spicy foods. I've mm-hmm. been uh, cutting
0: down on the spicy foods. Don't like it.
1: Right. And I've only had pizza once, like, in the evening. That was another thing he mentioned. Oh, and right. I've been eating breakfast. He wanted me to have a warm breakfast, so mm-hmm. I bought oatmeal, and I've been eating that regularly. Good. Having tea in the morning, also mm-hmm. something me he too. recommended. And, uh, again, this is where I had the hypnotherapist recommending that I eat breakfast. So that aligned perfectly. But I have also been taking a bevy, a bevy, I tell you, of pills and this one thing he recommended to me, uh, Chaya Van Prash. Which
0: I'm going to try because you said uh, yeah. we've got it right here. Argon. I want a spoonful,
1: too. Okay. Uh, anyways, he said that I'm supposed to take a teaspoon of this spicy jam in the morning. and It
0: smells good. It smells like Indian food.
1: True. And it's supposed to give me rejuvenation. So, yeah, I tasted. it. All right, Carrie, you've got a spoonful?
0: Yeah. Mmm. Oh, it's good. You like it? Yeah. It tastes like Indian food and Christmas.
1: Oh so yeah, I'm gonna have some. Even it's not in the morning, but um, yeah, it's very sweet. Mhm. Yeah, it does taste like something you'd have if you're having Indian food, which mm-hmm. I happen to like quite a bit. Me too. Um, so yeah, so mm-hmm. I've been eating that every morning. I recommend it. Um,
0: how much was that? Oh, jar? except
1: I was gonna say at this website, these things were expensive. Um, so I think this jar of this wait, stuff was wait. like eighteen dollars.
0: Oh shit! How many ounces?
1: Nine point four ounces. That's expensive stuff Two dollars an ounce Exactly Yeah It works out almost exactly A traditional Ayurvedic herbal jam Made in a base of Amalaki fruit
0: And we're actually Today we're recording at my house And my dogs are here So I'm going to let one of my doggies taste it and let's see what he thinks A rich
1: source of antioxidants
0: Oh It's getting the doggy seal of approval too
1: An excellent rejuvenative It nourishes Ross. And strengthens the body What do you want We're doing me? the most important
0: test And you're missing it
1: Oh I'm sorry Oh I'm... hold on Alright let me get a picture Geez So,
0: we're running this through the doggy taste test, and it is winning. Uh So, now we're all rejuvenated, me and both my doggies. Uh
1: So, he had me take not only the spicy jam in the morning, but also two tablets twice a day of blood cleanse, which are are these large tablets, kind of a reddish color. (laughs) I know it has the word blood in the title. Detoxification and support for healthy blood. So, 90 tablets of these, again, like $18. So, wow! Yeah, so like I had to buy three things. Thank uh, you
0: again to our donors.
1: Right? Yes, thank you. You know, two tablets twice a day, a blood cleanse. I'm supposed to take that with coriander water. I haven't done that. I have to be honest. And then triphala. I'm supposed to take one to two tablets at night with warm water. Balances digestion and rejuvenates. And the blood cleanse was supposed to help me with my complexion. You know, and I've been breaking out more, if if not the normal amount, Uh while under these medicines. So it hasn't been helping with that. Energy level-wise, I've been doing okay. Um, It probably really helps that I've been having breakfast. That's something I should do.
0: Then, next, we went and bought the homeopathic pills that he told us to buy.
1: Mm, Yes. I got sulfur... 200 ck that was what he recommended for me i think to help with complexion i didn't know what that ck meant and actually our good friend Jarrett that we heard from looked this up for me um there are two different dilution methods in homeopathy there's ch and ck the c is what we referred to as before the centesimal scale or one one hundredth dilution rate uh, but the H and K are two different types of dilution. The H is the Hahnemann, and the K is the Corsakovian method.
0: Okay, and Hahnemann, and, of course, is the father of homeopathy.
1: Right, and so uh, the Korsakovian method came later from a gentleman named Seaman Korsakov. Ah, His first name is Seaman. Yeah, and the only difference is that he would do the dilutions. Here, I'm going to shake this. In the same bottle of water. And that was very controversial. Like, oh, no. Well, you know, you uh, should be using a different container each time.
0: Because so, the container itself might remember.
1: Right. Or there may still be a molecule in there or whatever. So that's the difference. What did they give you, Carrie? What was your prescription?
0: I was told by our homeopathy practitioner to take causticum 200CK. So that is spelled.
1: <laughs> causticum.
0: Right. Well, Almost. It's spelled C-A-U-S-T-I-C, caustic, U-M. What I think is the best part of this is that if you turn it over, the indications... Now, of course, he's giving it to me because I get headaches. The indications listed on it are Mm -hmm. bedwetting and bladder incontinence. Oh,
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and remember, <laughs> he was telling us, like, I need to know a lot about you. I need right. these very specific questions because there's these slight differences between the medications, and right. I need to choose just the right one. So that's what he came up yeah, with, came up with for abundance.
0: you. Now, in his defense, I talked to one of our friends of the show. Her name's Claire. She grew up on homeopathy, and she said, well, um, a lot of homeopathic drugs are used for very different indications because... Mm-hmm. You know, if like cures like, then if whatever's in here would both make you pee and give you a headache, then okay. Then Uh it would conversely um, take away your headaches and uh, take away your incontinence in small doses.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Okay. But
0: I just thought it was hilarious when I turned it over and it didn't even say headaches. It just says bedwetting. And I'm like, does he know something I don't know? Okay. Right.
1: And mine says, skin rash worsened by heat and water. Right. I don't know what to make of that.
0: Well. But yeah, I mean, at least it's skin related.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, so anyway,
0: we've been taking them, and we were told to dissolve a couple or uh, five, five tablets, five
1: pellets rather.
0: Right, these and come in little pellets in water at the beginning of a three-day period and then sip from that glass <laughs> right. for the next three days so you've got this kind of stale weird water for yeah, three days he didn't he
1: didn't spell that out to like the way he worded it this it is, didn't
0: confuse me okay but it didn't confuse ke- ross
1: he the way he said it made it sound to me like i'm supposed to dissolve the five pellets drink it and then like keep drinking out of the same cup for the next three days Right. that's what i heard the same bottle or container. And so I even, like, wrote him back to clarify that. Are you saying you want me to, you know? And he's like, yes. No, but the so way- he
0: misunderstood you. I was oh, picturing my gosh. That,
1: yeah, I was picturing that, you know, I would keep refilling it with water and, like, you know, the bottle has a memory or something uh-huh. like that. And then I realized, no, he wants us to be sipping from that same bottle.
0: Well, because I told you. Yeah.
1: And the reason that I didn't wasn't thinking that is because I don't sip drinks. That's ridiculous. If you put a drink in front of me, <laughs> I finish it. You know, I upend that thing. I'm not going right. to, like, sip out of the same thing for multiple days on end. That's ridiculous. Forgive me for that reason.
0: But you did it, and so I did. did I. I did. So Now I've got
1: all these extra pills I don't know what to do with. I need to write him back. I know,
0: yeah. You know, it gives us this, this vial that has a ton of them. But, you know, I thought, okay, well, if I get a headache, maybe I'll take it. You know, kind of see if that does anything. And for the first time in a couple of months, I got a headache. And I got so excited, Ross. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, thank God, I can Uh-oh. try it. So I took a couple and... Continued to have a horrible headache for the rest of the day Um, And what's kind of funny Looking back on this investigation is For the last like week I've gotten headaches And I haven't had them in a while Really? (laughs) So um, Oh no (laughs) I don't think Ayurveda or homeopathy passed the test And I'm kind of looking forward to eating my spicy foods
2: again
1: Right Well you know mine was supposed to help me You know not get breakouts And I've been breaking out more than ever before So yeah these have not been helping Oh and let me say I hate taking pills. I really have always disliked taking pills. I remember, like, I couldn't swallow pills when I was young. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time with that. And my sister, like, forced me to. Uh And she'd, like, sit there, like, making me, like, gag, you know, until, like, I successfully Uh did. She feels bad about it now. Anyway, so because of this, I've been having to take six pills a day, you know, thanks to this Ayurvedic... Recommendation And it's been miserable. These are big tablets, a little weird tasting. Let me see
0: the size of that tablet. Okay, yeah. Because, you know, I take vitamins every day, but I I can swallow things pretty easily. Oh, that's That's small, but okay. Oh, you're calling
1: that small? Well, whatever. You should see
0: my multivitamin. Anyway.
1: Well, I think it's miserable. Miserable. (laughs) I hate pills.
0: The other thing that we did in our last episode is that we overdosed on homeopathy. And Mm -hmm. our, our listeners know we survived, but did you feel anything like the next few days?
1: Well, actually, I did get a cold maybe oh, no. <laughs> the next week. There was something going around. I got it from a coworker. So, Ross. Yes. It's the end of 2011.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, this will be the last episode that our fans hear until 2012. Oh, my goodness. I know. So, looking back over 2011, what is the most pseudoscientific thing we investigated? Hmm... Okay, you think about that and I'll okay. just shout the word homeopathy. Yeah.
1: Uh, homeopathy. That's what immediately came to mind. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the easiest because it's, you know, it sets the scale of non-science.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, okay, great. Homeopathy. Yeah, too bad. So, what about the thing we investigated with the highest pocket drainer value?
1: Mm. Well, immediately I would think of Ayurveda cuz that stuff was expensive. But, I mean, there's other things we paid more money for like a hypnotherapy session.
0: I'm going to definitely pick Mormonism, 10 percent of your income.:
1: Oh right. Well, you know, I never had to give them a cent, and it's funny because they that's never. True, they've but... never actually asked me for anything, right. which I you know I was waiting for for a while, and I actually would have made some kind of nominal donation, you know, just because they've spent so much time with me and given me so many materials. But you're right, and if you actually went all the way, that's true, that would be the biggest yeah. pocket drainer. Uh, w- what would you say is the creepiest thing that we've investigated?
0: The ones that gave me any creepy factor at Mm -hmm. all were the religious groups because there's still this sort of um, secret society sort of feel about it. Oh, yeah. So with both Mormonism and Kabbalah, I kind of got like, it's a good creepy feeling. It's like going into a haunted house or something. But like, just like, what's going on here? No, you didn't say the Sikhs there. Oh, the Sikhs. Yeah, you know what? They don't register on my creepy scale at all. That's okay. interesting. Okay. But both Mormonism and Kabbalah did just a little bit, and not in a negative way, in a fun way.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I never really got a strong creepy feeling out of Oh,
0: absolutely not. Any of yeah, this. I'm just saying they register at all. But sure. yeah, I was never freaked out in any of our investigations.
1: We need to do some more freaky things, apparently. We
0: should. Wait, I was just. Oh, and hypnotherapy maybe has a tiny tinge of that, too, mm-hmm. just like. And it's only because of the way hypnosis is portrayed in the media, probably, right. because it's like, oh mind control. Control,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. What would you say is the most dangerous thing we've investigated?
0: I'm going with two different types of harm here. Okay. I would be torn between what we saw happening with the emotional lives of particular Mormons. Yeah. And acupuncture, which, oh. like, I'm sure can be done completely safely, but mm-hmm. just based on my personal experience, which is all I can go off of, mm-hmm. um, I could see that very easily giving you an infection or, you know, hitting a nerve, or, which it seemed to do with me, or um, something going awry very
1: easily. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Oh, we're in such agreement yeah. today, Ross.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, what was your favorite investigation?
1: I mean, you got to say the Mormons, mm-hmm. definitely. And, you know, circle ball.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about this um today and asking myself this, and yeah, I, the Mormons are my favorite as far as like recounting the story yeah and and doing the episode and sort of um
1: I think I know where you're going but, next with this yeah,
0: but my favorite experience the was the Sikhs, yeah, yeah. okay, and that's oh. who I want to go back to, and that's like something that I think if, well I think with both of those investigations like I'll be telling the, uh, I'll be thinking about them for years
1: I, I in terms of like what had the most impact on my life, certainly the Mormons yeah sure if, if it were in terms of what I would recommend to others, I would put Sikhs on top of the list and I'd probably put hypnotherapy next.
0: Oh, okay. If you look back over 2011, and you think about Ono Ross and Carrie, and you think about every single thing that went into it, the investigations, the interviews, the preparing for interviews, the preparing to go places, the (laughs) buying gas to go places, the looking into researching things to do, talking to me on the phone and saying, when are we going to record, calling CFI and figuring out when we can go and record... Uh, getting donations, getting our first donation. Every single thing that went into it. What was your favorite moment?
1: Oh boy, uh, there's been a lot of fun stuff, a lot of not fun stuff, like running out of gas. You reminded me of, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with circle ball at the Mormon Church.
0: <laughs> circle ball. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's fun. Um, oh my God, it's, like just hanging out with these guys, <laughs> getting out all the uh, you know um, sexual aggression of these teenage <laughs> boys. <laughs>
2: All right. That sounded Um,
1: perfectly right, just like I wanted to say. Okay, (laughs) what about you? What's your favorite moment in all of this?
0: My favorite moment I think might have been... This is cheating a little bit, Okay. but it was a few moments at uh, we went to the amazing meeting this year. Okay, and several times we had brought we had brought all these these business cards that are really cute that you designed, Ross, that mm-hmm. have our picture on them and mm-hmm. tell people about the show. And as I was handing them out, people kept giving them back and saying, "Oh, I already listened to your show. Are you Carrie?" And That's that awesome. was really cool. Well, and um PZ Myers walked up to us and was like, "Carrie, Poppy, who? Oh, oh no, Russ and Carrie, hi!" And that is a famous person, that PZ Myers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you had that uh when you went to the uh, yeah. I did Day.
0: a I did a Free Thought Day festival last month, and yeah, a bunch of people came up and knew the show, and yeah, yeah It's cool been really exciting and fun seeing how much the show has grown and how much people like it. Um,
1: yeah, and, and if you ever see us in person, like at TAM or one of these other places, uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: make our day. Come talk
1: to us. Yeah, we love Absolutely. that.
0: Absolutely. Before we go, Ross, we have one more donation to say thank you to. And this is Andrew Stein, who actually donated to us last month. I know. is so kind that he donated again because he saw that we had need.
1: Which so inspired us to write a limerick.
0: He, and he actually this time said he prefers limericks.
1: That's right. So, so. <clears throat> here we are. <clears throat> go ahead. There was a man, Andrew Stein, who was so incredibly kind... He gave us some funds, and again the next month, how generous what is your sign
0: yay, yay. thank you, Andrew All right, so it's everybody's favorite part of the show, Ross, where we ask them for donations. well,
1: no, and not th- that
0: we haven't been doing that the whole episode
1: in this wrap up you've seen you know how much it helps us to have this financial backing because we do some stuff that adds up, gets pretty expensive, so uh if you donate uh fifty or more, uh, we will. Write poetry in your mm-hmm. honor.
0: Bad poetry, even.
1: <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for for twenty dollars, we will mention you on the show, give you a shout out.
0: And you know, it's it is December. It is the month of giving, and I don't know what I would want more. Is that the case?
1: It's a month of giving.
0: Well, it's holiday season. All right, all right, fine. Come I, on. I
1: just wasn't Jeez. sure if that was an official designation. No, okay, fine. it's not. Well, in that spirit,
0: goodness, <laughs> if I were getting a gift for someone, I would give a donation to Ona Ross and Carey in, their, in name. their name.
1: Yeah, you can do I'm that. Just
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can click on Donate at um, OnoPodcast.com and just put a little note in there and say this is for my friend Shinomina. and she likes Limerick. We've and had we'll people, like,
1: you that? know, give donations in the names of their uh, infant children uh-huh. and their rabbits.
0: Well, no, I think the rabbit actually gave the donation in that case.
1: Oh, really? oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. no, it
0: was a typing rabbit. My
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thank you in advance. Yeah. Well, that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer.
0: And our theme music was written by Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. Check mrdeity.com dot com to see the epic season four finale in which we witness the origin mm-hmm. of the universe mm-hmm. and see more geeky references than anyone should ever attempt in a 10 minute episode.
1: Right. <laughs> you can also find us on the web at onopodcast.com or facebook.com slash O N R A C. And be sure to check out our pictures by liking us.
0: So thank you to all our listeners for being here for our first year of investigations and joining us on some of the best adventures we've ever had. And we hope to continue to show up so you don't have to for years and years until we're (laughs) old and gray and we have nothing to do but sit upon hot drinks. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) sign
1: up for that. (laughs) And remember, beware, the world will end on October 21st, 2012.
0: Oh, no, (laughs) no, that was uh, 2011.
1: Oh, really? I thought it was next year. I thought it was 2012 the world was going to end.
0: No. Oh, uh well it's supposed to end again in December
1: 2012. Beware December
0: 2012.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.